Right now, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Johnny Depp trial, and I know people have very strong opinions about that, so please give us a call here if you'd like to weigh in or talk a little bit about what you've seen in the trial so far. Give me your opinions, 312-981-7200. So for three weeks now, Johnny Depp, actor, and his ex-wife, Amber Heard, have been in a civil trial, if you haven't seen it. Um, Depp is suing for defamation for an op-ed piece that she wrote in the Washington Post. She describes herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. She does not name Depp, but it was understood that she was referring to her relationship with Johnny Depp. She has a countersued Johnny Depp uh, because he said that this was a hoax and she did this to advance her career. So they're both suing each other in a Virginia court, which is where the Washington Post uh, is published. With us to talk about the jury and about what's going on and how this case might be perceived by jurors is David Zaner. He's the founder of Zaner Trial Consulting, a fabulous husband and wife team. They're based here in Chicago. Uh, Dave Zaner has helped lawyers in jury selection and mock trials with Witness preparation in over 1,000 cases in almost every state of the country. He's a friend and a friend of the show. Uh, Dave Zaner, welcome, and thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Karen. This is a fascinating case. It really is. And I have to tell you, I was going to comment on this for national television. So I thought, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to take some time out of my day and turn on the live uh, broadcast of it. And I could not turn it off. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was like a train wreck that you don't want to see, but you just can't stop watching. What do yeah, you, what, it's interesting when even the evidence that Johnny Depp is bringing out about himself it doesn't put him in the most positive light, um, but it does it right. help advance his case. Well, and, and think about it, you know, and I, he brought this to defend his reputation. And in so doing, he, we're hearing all about his issues, his problems, his drug issues, his alcohol issues, his anger issues. And uh, it's it's been very, very difficult to watch. Um, but let's talk a little bit that your, your, your lane here is the jury. And what kinds of jurors would you expect to be favorable to Johnny Depp uh, in this trial? It's it's actually really interesting because a lot of people might be thinking, oh, it's going to be very simple. Men are good for him and women are not. And in fact, that, that that dynamic really doesn't play out in cases involving allegations of sexual or spousal abuse. Uh, People have very uh, nuanced views of, of what, what abuse is and they had experiences with it. And so there are a lot of women uh, who will be very favorable for him because they have very strong views that uh, that women should not be complaining about these kinds of issues or that they make things up. And there are a lot of men who very strongly believe women do get abused and, and try and be silenced. So it's as you saw in the jury selection, uh, the questioning was very specific about what people thought about what they've heard and what their views about spousal abuse are. And you saw women and men kind of run counter to expected type. Uh, And what generally happened is that people who had very strong views were excluded from the jury. So you have a lot of people who don't know much about about Johnny Depp, don't know much about Amber Heard, and have relatively mild views one way or the other about uh, what what occurs in a marriage and what, what is abuse and what isn't abuse. I was watching one day, uh, Dave, where uh, the trial was going on and they had a split screen and they were, whatever the the um, the site was, they were allowing people to text in in real time and hundreds and hundreds of emails were and texts were coming up on the screen. And I was shocked to see not only were, I would say, 98% of these texts 
completely favorable to Johnny Depp. And this was during his testimony, which, like you said, was not the most favorable testimony because it made him look like a drug addict and, and a person who lives a, a lifestyle that that is not, you know, the most uh, clean lifestyle. Let's put it that way. And, and and a lot of them were very vicious against Amber Heard to the point where I understand that the press is reporting that she has uh, felt the need to hire a bodyguard because she's getting death threats. How is this? playing out is this is this something about the celebrity status of johnny depp what what do you think's going on here yeah we've worked on a lot of cases involving celebrities and when you have a celebrity either a a tv movie or music star uh, their fans uh, perceive them in ways that are different than other people do so when someone has a very favorable view of someone such that they would call themselves a fan they're going to only listen to the news articles or news, news stories that pr- portray them in a positive light. And so when someone makes accusations against them, as, as occurred here, they have a choice. They can either say, oh, I was wrong to uh, support this person, or the person who's making these accus- accusations is a liar. And what you're seeing uh, on all these text messages and you're seeing in, in TV interviews are strong fans rejecting her her. her uh, accusations because they don't want to believe them because that means that they made a mistake on who they admired. So I think that the what you're seeing, uh, the people who are very upset about it and are, are getting onto the uh, onto YouTube and uh, and making comments, they're kind of more outliers. They're the they're a, kind of an extreme view. And the reason it's 98 percent in favor of Johnny Depp is because the people who are fans of his are the ones who are most. Uh, have something to to protect in their own viewpoints. And, and they're probably the ones watching him because this is the only chance exactly. we've ever really had to watch him for hours on and talk about his lifestyle. Um, so I just take it you've watched a little bit of Depp's testimony. It went on for several days. Um, you know, I was just surprised he was very slow talking and kind of plotting. And, and I was surprised that the lawyers let all this evidence out about his childhood and about his mother and about his mother trying to commit suicide. And that's why he didn't want to leave her. And what did you make? Do you think that he was really coached by somebody to do this? Or is this just Johnny Depp doing the brilliant acting that he's known for? I think it's a combination of the lawyers looking at his, I mean, at his personality and his way of speaking. And I think they realize we're not going to be able to avoid getting into these getting into these issues, so we need to make them a part of our case. So instead of trying to make him act differently than he really is, and it's obvious he's had a troubled lifestyle and troubled life, and so they decided to fully explain, okay, why would someone uh, allow themselves to be in a, an abusive relationship? Well, he has a, li- a lifetime of being in an abusive relationship. His sister uh, spoke about how their mother uh, abused both of them, and different, different friends and family members all talked about different abuse he has taken in his life. And it is something that jurors believe that someone who's been abused before could be allow themselves to be abused again without saying anything about it. So it is, it is, it's a pretty complicated strategy, but it's kind of what they had to do given uh, all the things that have gone on in his life and what he was likely to have to talk about, if not on direct, uh, on cross-examination. And sometimes it's better just get out in front on some of the bad testimony, uh, just because then you can you know, basically own it and uh, and introduce it to the jury. So you, you lose your thunder on cross-examination. That's always a strategy. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you get to put a positive spin on things that are going to come out and make it part of your affirmative story. 
We're talking to David Zayner. He's the founder of Zayner Trial Consulting, a husband and wife team here that helps lawyers in jury selections, mock trials, uh, fabulous uh, company they, they do. They represent people all walks of life and uh, help lawyers. And I'm going to get some contact information uh, after we take a break. But when, if you have any comments about this, I'm sure a lot of you have been watching this or at least seeing par- portions of it on the news. Give us a call if you have a question for Dave about jury selection in this case or another case or about what you're seeing. Call us at 312-981-7200. We'll be back in a minute. We're talking about the Johnny Depp trial with David Zayner, who is a jury consultant. Uh, he picks juries. He does mock trials and prepares witnesses uh, all over the country. And he's based here in Chicago. Um, Dave, I thought I'd play a little bit. There's a compilation that uh, that I'm going to play of some of the bizarre testimony that came out of Johnny Depp's mouth. Uh, listen in. You but can't it, say that you carried cocaine in that box? No, but it looks like it would fit some cocaine. I, 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 <laughs> my side of the bed was human fecal matter. It was so bizarre and so grotesque. She threw the large bottle and it made contact and shattered. Which finger was, was cut, Mr. Depp? Um, it's the, the middle... It's the funny looking one. All these bones up here were crushed and it looked like a it looked like Vesuvius. And you would sometimes drink whiskey in the mornings too, right? Isn't happy hour anytime? Those white lines, those are cocaine <laughs> that's cocaine, right? I would assume. Yeah, and like that's it. that's your cocaine that you kept in that box that says property of JD. Well, the beautiful composition of the photograph would suggest that, certainly. Mm-hmm. A Rolling Stone article entitled The Trouble with Johnny Depp. Multi-million dollar lawsuits, a haze of booze and hash, a marriage gone very wrong, and a lifestyle he can't afford inside the trials of Johnny Depp. Did I read that right? You did. You should read the article. Oh, my gosh. And Johnny Depp went to a lawyer, and the lawyer said, let's bring this lawsuit to defend your reputation. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, Dave, so now you have... You you left out the part about uh, uh, having to search for his finger after he got cut off. It took him six hours to find it. (laughs) And again, you know, now don't don't get nasty with me because I'm not laughing about domestic violence. And by the way, domestic violence happens to men all the time. One of four women will be uh, uh, abused by a, a, a significant other, and one out of five men will be. So this is not a laughing matter, and I'm not making light of it, but it is just surreal, though, to watch uh, a celebrity uh, get on the stand and have this be something that is um, is being published to the world. Um, how do you think the average juror is going to look at this lifestyle with mounds of marijuana and cocaine and Xanax and Adderall and you name it, opioids? I mean, he, he he's, he's like a walking drugstore. So how is this jury going to look at it, and how do you get around that if you're if you're trying to you know you're trying to advise your client on how to portray this? Yeah, as as you explained well earlier, uh, they they're bringing it up affirmatively, and they're doing that because they know it was going to come up in cross, and it's it is a, an, an issue in their case because one of the claims that you're going to hear from uh, the defense is that he doesn't remember being abusive because he was so whacked out on drugs and such. And a lot of his memories are not correct because he was not in, in the right state of mind. And so you can't believe anything he can say. And everything you said, as you, everything he'd said in his earlier testimony was the work of a consummate actor. 
who is covering up things that he either did and doesn't want to admit to or did and doesn't remember doing. Either way, everything that she said about him was absolutely true, and he has no case in a defamation case. So it's gonna, this, is a, this is really a problem for them because the fact that he, a lot of what he is saying can be led to be as inaccurate because of his past drug use um, is going to make for a very easy defense um, going forward. And it's going to it, defamation cases are incredibly difficult to prove. The standard is very high, and it's going to be uh, really a challenge for him to get over this part, especially when there are witnesses um, that he brought out, including his uh, former uh, couples counselor, who admit that they've had a mutually abusive relationship, which meant that he also abused, abused her uh, in addition to being abused himself. And rem- I'm going to remind everybody that domestic violence and domestic abuse incorporates and encompasses not just someone who hits you or slaps you or touches you. It can be verbal. It can be emotional. It can be throwing glasses against the wall. It doesn't have to be you throw a glass against me. If you throw it against the wall at 9 o'clock in the morning when you're wasted and you're saying nasty things to me, that's domestic abuse. So he's making it out to be, I never hit her. Yeah, I hit other things. I hit doors. I hit windows. But I, didn't, I never hit her. So therefore, this is not domestic violence. That just doesn't add up. Yeah, and, and jurors are going to have to make a make a determination about what they they believe abuses. And even if his argument is, well, if I hit her, it's because she hit me first. That's a lot of jurors will still see that as domestic abuse. And for her to say that she was abused was correct. Right. Give us a call here if you have a question or a comment. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Andrew, let's play. This is the psychologist. Uh, her name was uh, Dr. Shannon Curry, who allowed they were he was she was allowed to testify about certain personality disorders and a certain um, diagnosis that she had for uh, the defendant Amber Heard. Let's play it. The results of Ms. Heard's evaluation supported two diagnoses borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. I very specifically um, was assessing to determine whether post-traumatic stress disorder was present, and it was not. Okay, so just a quick, you know, uh, introduction to personality disorders. Those two personality disorders generally mean that someone is volatile, someone is attention-seeking, someone has separation issues, so you push, they push you away, and then they get mad that you've left. It, it make you volatile, overly emotional, and in some cases, using court processes uh, to uh, to punish people. So these these are bad diagnoses for Amber Heard if she wants to be believed. How do you think the jury uh, viewed this testimony, Dave? I would say for some juries, this, this testimony might have been effective. Fairfax County, though, is a very educated venue, and the, the jury that was selected here is, is very educated and probably knowledgeable about these types of issues. And I, I think the fact that she was brought in as an expert by, by Johnny Depp's team and not an independent witness like um, Dr. Anderson was earlier, who was their previously agreed to counselor, I don't know how much impact it's going to have because obviously there'll be a, a, a similar witness from Amber Heard who will say she doesn't have those characteristics. And in fact, she is a PTSD survivor. Jurors almost always, when they're seeing competing experts, generally just toss them both out and go to the evidence that existed before the lawsuit was filed. In this case, some of the some of the uh, text messages, the 
recordings and the testimony of the people who observed it who don't really have uh, a dog in the fight. Makes sense. Um, we just have about a minute left. And I want to ask you, uh, Amber Heard is expected to testify first thing tomorrow if uh, if the scheduling is, is what we're hearing. How would you, I know that you coach witnesses and you help them and how to portray themselves in front of the jury. What does Amber Heard need to do here to uh, win her case? Uh, her main goal is going to be coming across as the calm adult in the room. Uh, Johnny Depp came across as Johnny Depp. And she needs to be the, the person who tried to keep things together, tried to keep his life balanced, and then became a victim of abuse while she was trying to do that. And so she, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say she has to stay calm, but she does need to uh, be less emotional than, than Johnny Depp was in his, his testimony. And she really needs to be matter of the fact about what she says happened and lay out, here's what happened. Here's how the abuse occurred. Here is, here is his state of mind at this time. And this is the, something I dealt with in a, on a constant basis. And that's why I, I spoke out in this editorial. And it, was all, and it was all correct and true. And it has been very helpful for people who are victims of abuse like myself. I'm going to ask you for your contact information. But one quick question. What is the likelihood that this jury is going to give Depp zero and give Amber Heard zero because the jury hates both of them? I don't think they hate both of them, but I think they're going to. I think that's the result they'll come to because they say this is not the proper place for this argument that they're having, uh, and there's no reason to give Johnny Depp money. There's no reason to give her money. They were in in this relationship. At, at best, it was mutually uh, abusive, but it was obviously a problematic relationship that they both needed to get out of. And this is not something that should be handled in a def- defamation lawsuit. Is my my expectation of what will happen. Uh, but you never know with juries. So you never as, know. As you, as you definitely know. <laughs> uh, David Zaner, quickly give out your phone number for anyone out there, lawyers or people who have cases that might need a jury consultant. Sure. It's uh, Dave. My email is Dave at ZanerJuries.com, Z-E-H-N-E-R-J-U-R-I-S.com, 312-415-1726.